Good morning. If you're out in the foyer, go ahead and come on in. It's time to get this Jesus party started this morning. We're glad everybody's here this morning, even though the weather's a little salty out there. It's a little rough this morning with little puddles here and there. Anybody see the poodles in the parking lot? Mm, it's raining cats and dogs. So I know. I'm full of it this morning, full of Jesus. That's the way it should be. Amen. We're glad everybody's here this morning, even though it's raining. But God's here, and he's going to do something awesome this morning. We're glad Brother Paul's here again this morning. If you're joining us online, we'd like to welcome you this morning to New Life Assembly of God. You can see every service live or you can go back and watch them that's been recorded. And those of you that are here this morning, if you know someone that needs to see these services, you can always direct them to the website, newlifeag.church. Sisters of Strength, February 9th. Ladies, amen. Sisters of Strength at 5 p.m. They're meeting here at the church. I know there's probably going to be some food. I'm going to have to sneak up here. My wife says no. Oh, only if I, hey, that means I can help. And See, my wife then said, right. So that's February 9th at 5 p.m. If you're interested in membership to the church, if you're not a member, it's a good idea. There's a card out there. You can fill it out. Give it to the pastor or one of the deacons or put it in the offering plate, and then they'll take the reins from there. Wednesday. Remember, our Wednesday night service has changed to 6.30. That's the new times. We're still doing the study on prayer, which is awesome. So I suggest that you be here. It's, it's God's doing some cool stuff, and you'll miss out if you're not here. Amen. Amen. Hand off. I wasn't ready for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, look, I thank everybody that was able to show up last week for prayer. I know I was traveling and appreciate everybody taking care of that. Um, just got, like you said, God's doing things. We've been teaching on prayer on Wednesday nights. If you want to go back and watch it, all you got to do is go to the website. The videos are there. I can get you a, a place where you can download the book that we're going through or I can print them out for you so you can catch up to where we're at. But be here on Wednesday, 630. We're going to have worship and we're going to have time of teaching, learning how to pray. If, if those that had been going through the class, if you saw what happened last night with, with everybody on their face repenting, did you hear that it was quiet in here? It was not. It was not. You, right, I was, I was setting you up, and some of you are sitting there doing this, and I'm like, no, no. Why? Because there was a passion in the repentance. 
And, and so when we put passion behind something, it's hard to, to be quiet about something that we're passionate about. Okay? I guarantee you there was very few homes quiet when the LSU game was going on. Why? Because they are passionate about it. Right? You know what I'm saying? And so we've been talking about prayer and the types of prayer and the importance of prayer. But that repentance that came forth last night, intercessor, intercession comes from repentance. Because you have to have a fear of the Lord when you, when you get down and you're like, God, forgive me. Because I am humbly and fearfully coming to you. I know I can boldly walk into your presence, but God, I don't take that lightly. Right. And so so we saw that last night is is our church repenting for us and our community. We're going to see that happen. We're going to see this city saved. We're going to see this region following Christ. Amen. So wanted to hit all that. If you look in your bulletin, there's a thing called radical in there. I wanted to read that. You know, Pastor Paul didn't know this. But about a month ago, maybe now, I think, I don't know, three weeks the Lord spoke to me that there was two things that he wanted from us. One was he wanted radical worship, and the other one was radical prayer. That was two of your points last night. <laughs> but I put the definition for radical in there so we can all be on the same page, because when we think of radical, a lot of times we think of just weird and crazy, and that's not what we're talking about. It can be that. But look what radical says right here. Especially of change or action. Relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something far-reaching or thorough. Characterized by departure from tradition, innovative or progressive. Radical prayer, a departure from tradition, innovative or progressive. Radical worship, a departure from tradition. You, you see where I'm going with this, right? It, it will not, listen to me, will not look like what it did in the past. And if you think the only way it can work is it has to look like it did in the past, you're missing it. You're missing it. You, you cannot do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. I know I'm crazy, but I'm not insane. There's a difference. Amen. So, so that's, guys, this, we're watching happen what we've been praying for. What you have been praying for for years and years, we are here. The question is, are we going to do something with it? Or are we going to slide back into who we were because we were comfortable? That's the question. I don't know about you, but I'm not going backwards. I'm not a crawfish. I don't go backwards. They get ate. I'm not a crawfish. I'm not going back to stagnant waters. That's so today we're going to worship. We're going to listen to Pastor Paul as he continues to, to deliver this word to us. And you know what? We're going to have revival. Every Sunday is Revival Sunday because we're celebrating what God has done all week. We're celebrating what he's doing today. We're celebrating what he's going to do tomorrow. We don't schedule revival because we live in revival. Every day we need to be revived. I get up in the morning and I go get me a Coca-Cola because I don't drink coffee. And it just opens my eyes. Today we need some extra Jesus to help open our eyes. Amen. So, so listen, so we're going to receive our normal tithes and offerings here in a moment, but let me, let me help you. Your tithes belong to the Lord. You can't take your tithes and say, I'm going to give it to Pastor Paul. They're not yours to give that way. 
So we will receive an offering for him, but your tithes can't go to him. Your tithes go to the storehouse. So, so here in a moment, we're going to give. And if you're online, you can go on, on to the website and give there. You can do that here. We have more and more people giving online because it's simpler, right? You can write a check. We still take those. We still count money, too. But we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God is going to bless this offering. He's going to bless you as we follow him through obedience because that's what it's about. It's about obedience. And then we're going to do some worship and, and listen to what the minister has for us today. Amen. So I'm going to pray, and then I want you to go ahead and bring your normal tithes and offerings up for that. And if you're visiting with us, you can make a check out to New Life, or you can go onto the website at newlifeag.church, and you can just give right there. And if you want to give to, to Pastor Paul, you can go onto the website and just scroll down to where you see special guest, or just put Paul in the memo. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. So let's pray, and then we're going we're gonna to bless the Lord. So Father, we are so gracious. So humbled to be in your presence today, oh Lord. Lord, we ask that you would have your way in this place. Lord, right now we want to come and we want to bless you, Father. We want to bless you with our, our tithes, Lord. We want to bless you with our offerings, God. So, Lord, I ask that you would bless us as we are obedient to you. Multiply these gifts, Lord, that they would be used around the world, but especially right here in Marksville, Mansour, Louisiana. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless the giver today, that they would be able to give even more than they ever have before. Because we make our living on our giving. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. And I pray that you would just bless this time and bless this offering in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, I want you to say amen this morning. Amen. Well, thank you for giving. You can go ahead and come up and give in the offering plates, and we're going to get ready to do some worship. Come on, let's stand up this morning. Our drummer happens to be out of town, so I'm filling in one last time as the injured reserve. But that's okay. You remember the song we did last night, Dance? We're going to do that one again.
let's go back to the top. You ready? I'm after your heart. Why should I be still when the worship starts? Lord, I'm so in love with you. What can man do? Can't hold me back anymore. You spin over me. Come on, the joy I will praise, I 
some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Come on, y'all ready? Turn the music up. Come on, guys.
anybody alive in this place today? Come on, Jesus.
parts of the song where you just get to make up your own words and tell them how much you love him. Come on.
Just raise our hands a little bit longer this morning. I know the Lord is in this place this morning. Come on, I want us to just speak it with our own mouth that He is welcome to do what He wants this morning. You are welcome, Lord. You are welcome.
sing one more time. Holy Spirit, you can just keep that off there, though. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence. Church, is that what we really want? Or do we spend more time? Hey, you may not want to clap just yet. Listen to me. We've got we've to change our mentality on things. 
Some of us are thinking more about where I'm going to lunch at today than what God's going to do in this service. Some of us have already looked at our watches a couple times and said they're going long on this. That means I'm not going to get to lunch in front of the Baptist group today or the Pentecostals or, or the Catholics. Come on. Is it more important to let the Holy Spirit have his way than to have our agendas? Come on. Guys. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. But I need to go to lunch. I just broke the whole flow. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I know. Come on. Cause your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Jesus. Your presence. You are so welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome to move in this place. You are much, you're so welcome. Have your way, God. Have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I just don't feel to move on from here, but I think we just need to hang out if we can do that for just a moment. Have your way in me, in me, oh God. Have your way in me. Mm. Lord, prepare my ears to hear. Prepare my ears to hear what you have for me today. Lord, prepare my eyes, my eyes that they may see you in all your glory, in all your glory. Lord, open up my mind that I will receive your word. I will receive your word and it will be planted deep in my heart. Deep in my heart. Open me up to receive from you, oh God. Mm. I've got to have more of you. Yesterday wasn't enough for today. Every day I want a fresh touch, a fresh touch of you, oh God. Jesus. Mm. Mm. Come on, we're going to sing Holy Spirit again. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, 
thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you, God, that we can sense your presence in this place today. Lord, I thank you for the anointing and the call on, on Pastor Paul's life that we have already received from him. But I pray today, God, that it would be brought even deeper today that when we leave this place, God, our, our eyes would be open to new revelations of who you are, God. Deeper revelations of your word, your purpose for our lives, your purpose for this church in this region and in the world. God, we want to receive today because we want to be different. We didn't come here to just leave as if nothing has happened. We come to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And we come today to receive a word from you, oh God. So release the man of God to speak this word to us today, Holy Spirit. Let him truly have the mind of Christ. Speak to me, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, can we give him a shout of praise this morning? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, turn to a couple people right there around you. Don't go across the room. You can visit with them later and just tell them how much you love them this morning. And listen, find out their names. Their name is not brother and sister unless it is. So ask them, brother, what is your name? I know you've been going to church here 20 years, but I don't know anyways. Can you tell me? Hallelujah. Can you tell me? Jesus. Hey, where's our children at? They're going to go ahead and get ready and start heading to the back. Yeah, there she goes. Hallelujah. Jesus. Let me go through that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Pastor Paul, I, I got to tell them to stay right there where they're at because we wouldn't be done until about one because, you know, we love to visit and we love the fellowship, which is amazing. I love it. Hallelujah. Here, let me center them up. We'll let him take care of that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, listen, guys, I'm going to give it over to Pastor Paul. Can you add just a little bit of volume to this? Because it seems like I'm having to yell, and I don't want him to have to yell and ruin his voice. Amen. Come on, brother. Have your liberty this morning. I'll let you do all the introductions, and I think most people know who you are already. That's okay. Holy Ghost. Y'all going to help me preach this morning? When I say I wrestled with God all night, so we preached on the wind of the Holy Spirit, spirit wind last night. 
And I was going to continue in that theme. And God started messing me up when I left here. <laughs> Again. And uh, like I wasn't messed up here last night because I was. Let me get you a turn in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs while I'm, while I'm talking. So when God speaks to me like that and tells me I want you to shift gears, there is always a purpose. So we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. So last night we had a visitation of God, but it was a little rough. I'm going to be honest with you. We were battling a little bit. I was blessed because I had some team members here who were mighty in God, and they were praying along with us. Do you believe God wants breakthrough for this parish, for this region of Louisiana? So something shifted last night, and I'm having to obey God in this. Proverbs 2, verse 3 through 13 is where we're going first. I want to pray into something that Pastor spoke moments ago as worship was ending. I want to pray this over you, but you need to want to receive it. So I want you to repeat this after me. We're going to talk about eyes and ears. This is going to be a prayer. Heavenly Father, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Eyes to see and ears to hear. So God told me to literally do this, release spiritual gifts in this place this morning. By the laying on of the hands of the presbytery, spiritual gifts were imparted. It's by faith. It doesn't come from a man. It comes from God. But God likes to use us for some reason. Amen? Hallelujah. The title of this message, and I haven't been preaching this. If I look at my notes a lot, is that all right with you guys? Okay. I don't know, I don't know how they're recording this or what they're doing, but I'll probably mess up all the equipment by the time that's done because I'm full of static. The title of this is Actionable Intelligence. Came after a season of prayer that God literally spoke that phrase, I did not know what it meant. I thought I had a handle on it, didn't know what it meant. And God does that to me. I don't know how God reveals things to you, uh, Pastor, but what he does, he'll drop a little breadcrumb for me. And then he'll drop another breadcrumb. And, like and I'm not a little bird, I'm more like big bird. But I'm following the breadcrumbs and God leads me into a mystery of God. So let me go with this, Proverbs chapter 2, run with me. By the way, will you be engaged this morning? Is there a battle for your family? Is there a battle for your own soul? Is there a battle for this city? Yes, there is. So what God is about to do, I'll just go ahead and just preface it with this. If you were here last night, you saw some unusual activity in the altars and I didn't even know who was going to show up last night. I knew two people who were going to show up. I ended up with about five or six of my posse showed up. And all of them flow in different gifts. And they're all ministering somewhere this morning. But we come together kind of like a team every now and then. And I'll just go ahead and break it down for you like this. There's regular army and then there's special ops. So God has blessed me with special ops people. You going I'm not sure I can wrap my head around that. So literally in my ministry team, I say my ministry team, I, 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 it's God's ministry team. I've got spotters and shooters. I got I got people who are on Overwatch. 
You feel me? I got a couple of medics. I got, I got some demolition people with a breaker anointing, and they can breach doors, and they can breach walls, and they just love to blow up stuff. I have to watch them. They've always got their finger on the, uh, on the button. They're just ready. <laughs> and if you get to know them, you'll understand. Well, they're moving in mighty spiritual gifts. And if I can, so they're moving in discerning of spirits and word of wisdom and word of knowledge and, and tongues, interpretation of tongues and, and the gift of prophecy. And, and they're moving in those diverse gifts of healing, working of miracles. Hallelujah. We've seen miracles. People coming up out of wheelchairs who are paralyzed 10, 11 years. That's happened twice where they're jumping up and running around. People are going, oh, my God, I know that guy. There's no way he can walk. And one of them literally jumped up onto the platform to show the healing power of Jesus Christ. So we've got mighty prophets that run with us, and they can read your mail, and they can tell you what you have been doing, which makes people nervous. The thing about special ops, we could spend a million and a half bucks training one dude, and that, and, and and those people who are trained like that and poured into, you don't get there overnight. It's layers and layers and layers. But whenever you talk about our special forces, understand this: they're not going out and picking fights; they're waiting for a mission from God. So they're mighty with authority, but they don't go trying to just call out devils left and right just because they can, because that's stupid. You pick a fight with somebody that's going to take you down. Because just because they may look like they can or can't, it ain't about that. You better know. You've been walking around tough and acting like you all that in a bag of chips. You will go down. You'll go down hard. So true special ops people are on mission. They get their mission parameters. They go take care of the mission, and they come back, and they train for the next mission because they follow orders. But they cannot do that without the right intel. This morning, God has told me to pray for people, pray for your eyes, pray for your ears. You were just singing that at the end of that. God's told me to release spiritual gifts. If your heart is not pure and you come up here for this, you'll turn into a problem instead of an asset. I'm known to be the guy that says stuff that other people feel uncomfortable saying. Is that all right with you? Is it time for the church to come together? Proverbs chapter 2, verse 3. Make your ear attentive to wisdom and incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. I'm continuing to reading here. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. Let this word go into you. Open your heart. Let this word go into you. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. He preserves the way of the godly ones. Remember that word preserve. Say preserve. I want you to get it in your heart. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. Now remember that word, say perverse. 
from those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Uh, so in this age, uh, we can either be preserved or we can become perverse. We can be preserved or we can become perverse. Do you know that in your city a lot of perverse things are happening? That in this region a lot of perverse things are happening. If we ever needed the power of God to keep us and preserve us, it's now. Father, in the name of Jesus, again, Lord, I agree with my brothers and sisters. Uh, open their eyes that they may see. Open their ears that they may hear. I, I declare that this place is going to become mighty in God. Uh, Father, we're here to drop off ammo. Hallelujah. Father God, we're here to drop off intel. Uh, and I declare, Lord, that the words that are being released uh, this morning will strengthen this body and strengthen their mission. In Jesus' name we pray pray and the church said amen. amen hallelujah time is of the essence it's not too late to impact this thing go with me to ecclesiastes chapter 7 if you don't know where ecclesiastes is you're in proverbs take a hard right uh, ecclesiastes chapter 7 look at verse 10 do not say why is it that the former days were better than these I'm going to stop right there. Anybody here ever heard of a guy named Finus Dake? He wrote the Dake's Bible. And I'm going to tell you something. When I was in Bible college, that was the Bible to have because it's like having a concordance. It's like having a Bible dictionary all in your hand. And he was a forerunner. He helped found our Bible college at Southwestern, he and P.C. Nelson. But the guy was a prophet when nobody was talking about prophecy. And he was seeing stuff that you would end up seeing on Christian television 20 years later. He was writing it down. He talked about dinosaurs. He talked about all this stuff. He's a God's vast kingdom, and he talked about the spirit world. And understand, we're supposed to be moving in a place in God where we're clued in and not clueless. I'm tired of clueless church people because we have not because we ask not. God knows stuff. I like that for that strong doctrine. God knows stuff. Know stuff because God knows stuff. <sighs> hmm. Wisdom along with an inheritance is good and an advantage to those who see the sun. For wisdom is protection, just as money is protection. But the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the lives of its possessors. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, did you get that? Consider the work of God, for who is able to straighten what he has been? In the day of prosperity, be happy. But in the day of adversity, mm, consider. God has made the one as well as the other. That man will not discover anything that will be after him. The word consider, as it is used here, is a very, very powerful word. It means think carefully about something before you make a decision. Don't act hastily. People think money is protection, but my friend, knowledge and wisdom can actually save your life. Man, I wanted to preach on the wind of God again this morning. God is telling me to make your church armed and dangerous instead. Side. So Dake said this is an almost universal question in every generation. 
Men are always seeking to excuse their own crimes and failures by using the present times as a scapegoat. They say, oh, it was so much better in the former days. Uh, in former days, the times were just as trying, he said. Men were equally as wicked. Religion was as much spurned as now. God has been the same in all the ages. Uh, so the present, this is a direct quote from that man, the present is really the best time for us to live and make things better. Stop hiding from what's happening. It's time to live and make things better. I said it's time to live again. Satan wants to back you into the cave with intimidation. He sends the Jezebels at you and says, you know, about this time tomorrow, man, you're toast. And you, after taking on hundreds of prophets of Baal and calling down fire from heaven, has anybody ever been on a spiritual roll, come out of a mighty revival, really have something strong happen to you and God, and next thing you know, man, you got your ears batted back, and you, and you backed up into the cave like a crawfish, like Pastor talked about, you backed up into that little mud hole, and you just like, Jesus, come quickly. Rebuke the devil for me. And he says, I actually did that to God one time. I said, Lord, rebuke the devil for me. He said, rebuke him yourself. And the problem was I had tried to rebuke something and it didn't buke. <laughs> and God said, you need juice. You need understanding. You need prayer. Maybe a little cleansing. Go back, now do it again. Do your first works over again. So take the land. There is hope. And I'm fixing to just get all up in your business here. Here we go. Sir Francis Bacon said, knowledge is power. But God is saying this. Well, matter of fact, I like what Proverbs actually says better. The mind of the prudent acquires knowledge and, <laughs> and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge, Proverbs 18, 15. So God is saying this to you. And again, I'm looking at my notes because I, I, I haven't been preaching this, but God said to preach this. I literally grabbed it running out the door this morning. All night long, I'm going, God, what do you want me to say? I've got all this new knowledge. I've got all this new revelation. You're showing me all these things are about to happen on the earth. He said, my people need this. So I'm giving you what God said you need this morning. Is that okay with you? But I need you to roll with me. Because I'm on the war path this morning, all right? God said, I sent my prophets, but you've got to listen. I sent my word, but you must discern and understand. I've given you signs, but you must act. In 2 Timothy 2, 7, and I'm giving a lot of scripture to prove what I'm saying here, consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. So here we go. March 23, 1882. The United States began to become a superpower. The Industrial Revolution had begun. We had discovered oil. Now we had big machines, and we could put oil in it to make sure those machines kept turning. And we were producing things. When that happened, nations began spying on us. And there were naval operations underway. And so the ONI, the Office of Naval Intelligence, was developed so that we could not only protect our what we had, but also spy on them. I'm just giving you the real, all right? In case there was some threat coming our way. By the time World War I rolled around, it became the Department of Naval Intelligence. Then in, in World War II, it became the OSS, which became the NSA. And then we developed after that, come on somebody, we had allies, so we were working with them. So we, <laughs> worldwide, MI6 developed. Interpol developed. The Russians had the FS, KKGB, which became the FSB. 
We developed the FBI for uh, Homeland. We developed the CIA for foreign things. Come on, y'all. NSA was over a lot of it. And so all of those you've heard of and you know, guess what? There's more. Already we know that the NSA gathers data and intel and that they're looking at you through your smart televisions. They're listening in on your baby monitor. You got a smartphone? They got everything you've ever texted and every picture you've ever sent. I just want to say, NSA, I really love you guys. <laughs> In case you're listening to this message, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> that guy up there may be NSA. I'm not saying, I don't want you to get all paranoid. He may be. He's looking at me funny right now, man. Dude, come on. <laughs> there are documented, documented 17 intelligence agencies just in the U.S. There are, and most of us know about special ops, so we know about the Navy SEALs and SEAL Team 6, and we know, and we know about the Delta Force, we know about the Army Rangers, and, and we know about Marine Recon. And we know, actually, it's not that we just have four or five special ops units. For those 17 intelligence agencies, we have 22 special ops units that we know of. I researched. I found them on record. So we got black ops people, we got wet work people, we got people that can go in and kill somebody else's president and get out and nobody ever knows what did it and they think they died of natural causes. Uh, don't let me lose y'all. Some of y'all don't want to agree with me because you're afraid you're being watched right now. <laughs> but can I say that God's intelligence agencies uh, are much grander and vaster and much more accurate. Hallelujah. Because we have air superiority. <laughs> and what intel do they value the most? Something called human, H-U-M-I-N-T, human intelligence, because you can gather intel through, through other sources electronically, uh, and you can spy on people, but the very best always has been from the time of the Bible till today is human intelligence, boots on the ground, people who are walking around, actually looking, talking to people, writing down what they see, uh, going into a building and looking. Are, are, you, are you with me so far? So God, in his wisdom, come on, you need to hear this. This could change your world. Wants to partner us with him so that we have a complete work. So that your church and your leaders know the territory that you're in. Know the spiritual forces that you are at war with. Because if you don't think that they are at war with you, if you want to just go ahead and lay, I, I, I love this. I'm just going to throw this in. This isn't in my, my message. But, but for years, I'm a hunter. Any hunters here? I love to hunt. Nobody's raising their hand claiming it. Two or three of you guys come and say, no, we stealthy. We ain't going to tell you we're a hunter. You know, <laughs> didn't even wear my camo today because I'm blending into this church. And they used to say, my son killed a bear with a bow this year from about 30 yards up in the mountains of Colorado. And, and as darkness was falling, I mean, he's a straight-up savage, right? But can, um, can I tell you this? For years, you'd go to a state park, and it would say, bears. And it would say, if attacked by a bear, fall to the ground, roll up in a fetal position, cover 
your vital areas, and I'm thinking every area is vital to me. How? Where do you even start? <laughs> Cover your vital areas and play dead. And the bear and the bear started going, thank you. <laughs> for setting the table <laughs> and not fighting. They totally changed that. Go to a park where there's bears now and they're saying Raise your hands and, and make yourself very large and grab a branch and keep fighting and keep punching until, you know, because you really can't kill a bear. But we got a little bit better intel and some people survived because they fought back. So you, believer, that are under attack right now, and I want to break the back of that thing this morning. You're under attack right now. You need the right intel so you can survive. And you need to fight back like never before. Will you stop being intimidated by the devil and stop rolling up and playing dead? Because if the devil can't kill you, he will simply render you ineffective with fear that grips your heart or sorrow or despair or grief. Are y'all with me so far? I'm just a little bit off topic here. I'm just going with this as a little bit. The Lord wants to heal the church, make the church strong, make you strong, make your family strong, so that you're actually having an impact on the community, so you walk into the dollar store full of the spirit of prophecy and the person in front of you. You go, I, I'm sorry to disturb you, but the Lord just told me that that your child is sick. Is it okay if I pray for you? And they're going to turn it around and going, how do you know my child is sick? Holy Spirit just told me I, I trust God and I believe in God and I'm a lover of Jesus Christ and I just heard that and if it's okay, I'd like to pray with you. And all of a sudden their heart opens like a flower because you're, you're getting a direct stream of intel from God uh, and you're hearing from the Holy Spirit uh, and now you become a bold witness. Uh, the book of Acts is a book of bold deeds. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Would you like to be? Would you like to get plugged into the source? Okay, sorry if we come out punching. The word strategic means of or relating to a special or general plans created to achieve specific goals, whether in the military, in the political realm, or in the business realm. To have an essential, effective, and even coordinated plan of action aimed toward an intended objective. What's your objective? Or to change the balance of power between nations, entities, and protagonists. See, it's time for the church to be on the move. So with all this data gathering, we know that we're, uh, we, we hear that politicians are going to try to clean up the swamp. Actually, data intelligence people will sift the swamp. They'll sweep the swamp, and then they'll sift the swamp. So they'll gather all the data they can get. They'll gather all the intel that they can get. They'll sift it to find out what is actionable and pertinent to what they want to do. I, do I have your attention this morning? I don't want to lose you on any of this. So I had heard God say actionable intelligence, so I had to look it up. I was praying in a new word for the year. 
God said actionable intelligence. I searched it out. Actionable intel, here's the definition. You need to remember this hopefully the rest of your life. Information with a practical and relevant application, especially for strategies for business planning, the political realm, or in times of war. Actionable intel or insight is information. I want to see if you're watching and listening. That helps sift through data and identify elements pertinent to your group or your entity situation. In other words, actionable intel is information that can be acted upon and should be. Look, we just found this. There's an attack about to happen in New York City. There's been training from people from the Middle East training to fly small planes. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have had that? They have ties to Al-Qaeda, or they have ties to the, and, and here's their plan. They're going to do this. They're going to try to fly into a structure and kill as many people as they can. They're even going to try to attack our nation's capital. Can you imagine what would have happened if we had had, and they say there actually was intel out there, but somebody did not act upon actionable intel. Are y'all with me right now? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what happens if here this morning God has sent this freaky, crazy man of God who is me, who sounds different, acts different, talks a little bit different, is a little bit weird, maybe, sort of, slightly. See, I'm a little twisted. When you wrestle with God, it leaves you twisted. It's in your Bible. Look it up. I walk with a spiritual limp because my rebellion had to be beat out of me by God. I'm messing with some of y'all theology right now. <laughs> it might not have come to that if I wasn't so stubborn or if I wasn't so prideful or full of myself. So God and I, I would love to say that it happened in the first match, but it took about three falls before he, he beat some appall out of me so that I could become the man of God that I was called to be. So now I listen to Daddy. And what Daddy says, I say. I hear him say it. It might come through a crazy filter like this. But I'm going to speak what God tells me to speak. I love God's people. I love God's church. I absolutely hate, loathe, and despise religion. I like pure religion and undefiled, but I sure don't like the version that I'm seeing these days. So it's time for the church to wakey, wakey, shaky, shaky. So remember this. Everybody's praying for an awakening. Father God sent an awakening to our nation. Well, an awakening for our nation will start with a personal awakening in you. So this morning, this intel is pertinent to your situation. Are you going to grasp it? Or are you going to act on it? It was called the book of Acts because of the bold deeds they heard. They heard a sound from heaven. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the devil. I get a little intense. Again, remember what I said last night? Those of you that were here last night, I'm a huggy bear. Maybe a kung fu panda, but anyway, <laughs> possibly. Here's what's noteworthy. The kingdom of Christ must also begin to share relevant data. And your wife should love this. 
He's a data person. Isn't it time we share the data that we know? Isn't it time we share the secrets that we have heard in the secret place? Isn't it time that we release those into the body of Christ? Every one of you have the ability to hear from God. Let me say it again. Every one of you have an ability to hear from God and to act on what you've heard. Every one of you have an ability, God-given ability, that your eyes are open, that the salve of Jesus is rubbed on your eyes. And it may look like he spit in the dirt and made a mud pie to rub in your eyes, but baby, you will see after Jesus gets through with your vision. Our lack of knowledge and discernment and understanding has placed the church in grave danger. My people perish, Hosea said, for lack of knowledge. The people of God are perishing. We're losing some of our best. I'm tired of losing my babies, my spiritual babies that I rose up. I'm tired of losing friends in the faith uh, who were mighty pastors, uh, mighty prophets, uh, mighty apostles, uh, mighty healers, uh, but the world got a hold of them and destroyed them. I'm tired of losing my friends. And we're coming out punching. And if you're here this morning and you've been wounded in the battle, you've been hurt in this fight, God wants to restore you, my friends. He wants to get you back up and running. Go with me to the book of Colossians chapter 1. Anybody getting anything out of this so far? Colossians chapter 1. I'm here to strengthen the faithful. I'm going to show you what we do. I'm actually going to give you some intel here, and I'm going to read these verses. If you're not paying attention, you won't get what ha what's happening here. Let me just show you. I just read this. This is just random. This is not even part. doesn't even seem to go with the message, but I'm just going to give it to you the way I, God, God showed it to me. For this reason also, Colossians chapter 1, beginning with verse 9, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in life. Can I break down the intel for you? Paul is saying this. I have prayed. I heard from God. And I prayed for an impartation of knowledge and spiritual wisdom and understanding, a knowledge that will qualify you, make you fruitful, give you increase, strengthen you with all power. It will qualify you for service. In other words, this will become a fruitful church. It will give you an increase filled with wisdom and understanding, strengthen you with glorious power and might that comes from God. <laughs> He will impart steadfastness, patience, and joyous thanksgiving and secure your inheritance. This is a strategy just in these few verses. Look at this. I could just preach out of this to obtain your objective and make you effective. And have you ever heard those stories where somebody finds out that they had an inheritance and they didn't even know they had? And they could have got it 15 years ago when they really needed it but they just didn't have the right intel. Do you even know who you are? Okay, I'm making eye contact. Like I said last night, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Okay, some don't want to look at me. That's cool. 
It's all good. Do you know who you are? Beloved of God, the head and not the tail, history makers, born of the Spirit, once you begin to do something, if you have been Spirit-filled, during this message off and on, I want you to start praying in the Holy Ghost, just under your breath. If, yeah, oh no, it's not going to mess nobody up. If it does, just keep praying in tongues till they either get right or run out. Because right now, Father, I pray that the angels of the Lord move in. Father, I pray for a cordon of angels, uh, be a wall of fire. I need somebody to agree with me right now. I'm in agreement with God, but if you agree with me, it'll help too. Father, I pray for a wall of fire round about in the glory of God in the midst. Father, every demon spirit that's been ruling and reigning over this region, uh, Father God, I pray against the spiritual forces, the wickedness in high places, uh, that spirit of porneria, Lord, that, that pornography and that, that, that I bind you spirit of lust in the name of Jesus uh, and I break your power. Father, I pray that you'd begin to push them toward the outside. Uh, angels of God be according round about us, Father, as I share this with your people in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Charles Spurgeon wrote this. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. I'm giving you a crash course here, people. Take it and get a hold of it. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal. I love what Spurgeon said this and not me, so I don't get in trouble this morning. This morning. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. Because knowledge that is not mixed with obedience is not wisdom. Just because you know stuff doesn't mean you do stuff. So just because I give you an intel from heaven doesn't mean you're going to step up and do what God's called you to do. In intimidation and fear, so why are you barking at us like you're military? I'm not military except in the Holy Spirit. Because it's time for the army of God to rise and shake itself. We saw something last night when the men of this church lined up behind their pastor. There was something supernatural that was happening there. How many of you men can attest to that? The Spirit of God, whenever they linked up with you, there was spiritual DNA flow. God released something in the Spirit to you, pastor, and pulled it through all of your men like a chain. And it was just like, my God. How many of you men felt that? that were in it? Raise your hands. You felt it. You felt it. Mm. 2 Timothy 2.7. I'm going to show you the juxtaposition of this. 2 Timothy 2.7. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. And then it goes right to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We, the church, can hear the word of God preached every Sunday and fall asleep. Like the pastor said, we can't wait to get out of here so that we can beat the Methodists to the chicken house before they get all the white meat. We have to act on what we know. So I am here, and I am going to just go ahead and let you know that I am with the DIA. I'm with the Divine Intelligence Agency. We partner men and angels. 
The angels just work alongside of us because God sent them as emissaries and agents. So I represent him this morning. Yeah, thank God somebody is praying in the spirit. Some of you already forgot the intel that you received and you haven't acted on it. You started to pray in the spirit and then you stopped or you didn't even, even start. Why are you talking to us like that? Because, yeah, God says, come on, wake up. God told Moses to send 12 spies into Canaan land. Y'all remember what happened? Talking about transfers of spirits here. Let me show you how churches get divided. Let me show you how churches lose. 12 spies, all 12 handpicked men. They were not bad guys. It's not like there was two good guys and 10 bad guys. They were all church leaders. They go to spy out the promised land that God had promised Israel. He gave them, and they came back, and here's the intel report. They are all saying the same thing. There are grapes as big as your head, man, big old clusters of grapes. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's beautiful. But ten of them said, but the, but the people of the land, they were like, they were like giants. And we felt like grasshoppers. Uh, and Joshua and Caleb were like, we are well able to take the land. See, the scripture says later Joshua had a different spirit. Excuse me, Caleb had a different spirit. They had a different spirit than the other ten. All of them servants of God. All of them in the camp of the Hebrews. Uh, all of them good, hand-picked men. But ten came back with a positive-negative report. And two said, we had a positive report. We can take the land. But those ten men that said what they said, the Bible says the people of Israel wept all night long. They were discouraged, uh, and they wandered 40 more years in the wilderness, uh, and God had to wipe out an entire generation uh, because that spirit infiltrated, uh, and that, that word that they released, uh, that intel that they released, uh, like poison in the hearts of people, caused them to give up uh, and to stop fighting, uh, and they just wandered in bitterness, uh, murmuring and backbiting and complaining. Uh, can I get a witness, somebody? Hey, maybe, maybe you've never been around that. Maybe you just got saved yesterday and you ain't never seen that. I ain't going to ask for a show of hands. Bad report, bad intel, a whole generation wiped out. God had to raise up another generation, but God preserved Joshua and God preserved Caleb. Hallelujah. And Caleb, even in, <laughs> as an old man, huh, he was still strapped and wrapped and ready to go. Gives me hope, brother. <laughs> At 62, it gives me hope. Hallelujah. And he even said, you know that one mountain that we saw Joshua? Because see what Joshua did, he didn't send 12. He just sent two. They spied out Jericho. God gave them a plan. Seven, 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 seven times around. Blow the trumpet. Shout seven times. Whoo, glory to God. Gave them the intel to defeat I love what Caleb said. You know what? You know that one mountain that had more giants than anybody else? That's my meat. That's what I want. Just give me that one. Give me the one everybody was scared of. I'll take that mountain. It also happened to have the best water, had the best grazing, had everything else. Don't you understand? God has the best for you, but you may have to fight your way all the way through. They conquered one city after another, but whenever they listened to what God said, it sounded crazy, blowing horns, marching around, shouting, Ho! Walls fell down. Oh, snap. <laughs> People leaning over them walls. <laughs> what? <laughs> you ain't even tried. 
Try holy crazy for once. <laughs> Good point, Pastor. <laughs> if it's just you crazy, it ain't going to work. <laughs> it's got to be God kind of crazy. See, here's the thing. I've lost my mind. I'll just go ahead and tell you, I've lost my mind. I have the mind of Christ. But I've lost my mind. So I don't really care what people think about me. I care about soul saving. I care about baptizing. I care about Holy Ghost. I care about demons coming out of people and healing the sick. And, and you know what? What I haven't seen yet? Raise the dead. I'm ready for raise the dead. I've had pretty close to it. I've prayed for people who were in ICU, and they lived another eight years. They're supposed to die. All the families are. That's happened three times, all with preachers. <laughs> all the families here, oh, let's come tell them goodbye. I said, does anybody rebuke death? Three times I walked into ICU. One time it was in all the South Texas leadership of the district office was there to say goodbye to a wonderful woman to God. They were all, every one of them were there. There was attorneys there. I walked in there. I was her pastor. Because I, I found out something. Preachers, when they don't have a church to go to, have a hard time finding a church to go to because other preachers are suspicious of them. So I had five Assembly of God pastors in my church. They're all coming to tell her bye. I said, anybody rebuke death? It's Brother, she's almost gone. Look at her. She's turning blue. She's all swollen up. Her face like that. Well, death, I curse you and I rebuke you. Come out of her now. She lived another eight years, taught Sunday school for me the whole time. <laughs> we don't even try. They said one thing from the doctors. God said, I want her, I want her to live. I don't want her to die. She's still got something great to give. Oh, my God. I don't know if you're hearing me or not. So what did Joshua do? He, God said, circumcise the people. Cut away the sin. Cross that river with the Ark of the Covenant going before you, and I'll part it for you. And you go take the land. So right now you're facing an intimidating circumstance. Are you going to give up? Okay, so you've lost before. Okay, so you've been wounded before. Are you going to give up? Are you going to let God restore you? God will resurrect you. I've been healed of four kinds of cancer. I've had that talk four times with the doctor. You got the C word. I went through chemo. I thank God for I had a praying wife who laid on the floor of an ICU room, a nasty ICU room floor, and prayed until she heard God say, the man shall live and declare the works of the Lord. I've been cursed by witches and, 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 and Satanists and everything. I, I've, had, I've had some stuff. Y'all don't get quiet on me. You're supposed to be praying in the Holy Spirit. I don't want to talk to your head. I want to talk to your heart right now. I'm praying for the understanding of God to come to you right now. We in the real right now. I said we in the real. Let's talk about your street. Let's talk about what's in your house. And you're just surviving and not thriving. If you've been given authority over that house, that's your house, you better pray over your house. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Man, it's got quiet in here. We ain't done yet. Cold chicken for you. Still good. Better yet, cold pizza. Come on, baby. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. 
See, the right intel makes all the difference in the world, but only if you act on it. And I'm going to show you the difference between the pneumaticos and the suchikos. 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 4. And my message, this is Paul speaking, one of the most intelligent men ever. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power, that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yet we do speak wisdom, but wait. Mm. Among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak wisdom, God's wisdom, in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. There's secret intel waiting out there that you haven't accessed. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. If you think that's a scripture merely about heaven, you're wrong. God wants to give you some heaven on earth. Look at verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts uh, and spiritual words. Uh, a natural man does not accept. Matter of fact, turn off your natural mind right now. Holy Spirit, give me understanding. A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Here's my question. Do you want the mind of Christ? It's getting thick in here. I feel something in the air. So Jesus told his disciples, let me show you how this works. Luke 24, go tarry in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Bible history and some Jewish history, too, is thrown in, but there's a lot of things. You, you need to research. You need to study. Understand this. They say possibly as many as 500 people saw Jesus ascend. Now, he gave that word, and he ascended. But at the upper room, there was only 120 that stuck it out through 10 days of gritty, uncompromising prayer. Your pastor's trying to start a prayer initiative here. Show up. And then there came a sound from heaven because they acted on the intel. I this is so simple. Do what I say do. And good things will happen. Okay. <laughs> You'll receive power. Your case of weapons is right here. You're going from bow and arrow to nuclear overnight. You walk out with supernatural power, supernatural swords, because the Holy Ghost is going to be on the word. 
something you've already checked out. Somebody else is going to get what you're supposed to have. Daniel and the Hebrew children being held captive in Babylon. It's a picture of today's church. Don't we feel sometimes like this world has a grip on us? It's got us on lockdown. I'm almost done. Don't let me lose you. If you don't want the blessing at the end, hostile bye-bye. If I find two, I'll feel like I'm at least rolling with Joshua and Caleb. If I can find two, if we can find more, we can take this whole state. God says, don't eat that stuff. Don't be defiled. Don't feed on what they're feeding on. Sanctify yourself unto me. He began to pray and make an appeal to heaven. Revelation flowed from heaven and so did power. And whenever those Hebrew boys were standing in a fiery furnace, uh, even the smell of the smoke wasn't kindled on them. Uh, they came through that fire. Hallelujah. And the fourth man was walking. Come on, somebody. The fourth man, Jesus, was walking uh, in the fire. Uh, and they came through that. The intel increased so much in Daniel. He was telling the king what he dreamed uh, just a couple of nights ago. He went from that to telling us what's about to happen. Understand, uh, as the, he began to get ready and get himself right uh, and pray and seek the face of God in intercession. Uh, the stream of intel from heaven began to flow into him until he prophesied things uh, for our age. Uh, it happened with Isaiah. He has a revelation of God that literally kills him. God has to resurrect him, uh, breathe fire into him. He said, who's going to go for us? Here am I, send me. And from that point, that man began to grow to where he prophesied things that would happen next year for Israel, things that would happen a few years later. He had a 70-year prophetic reign did Isaiah until he was prophesying about the coming Christ uh, and he's prophesying about things uh, that were going to impact our time now. God will increase you. This is the real. Almost there. Holy Ghost. This word came to me actually in 2016. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm getting this and I'm writing. It was about, it was a little after midnight. I remember it very clearly. And there was a guy here that was last night, here last night, Jimmy Tate, that figures into this. And I'll just tell you what happened. I I know that he stayed up late sometimes, and that's why I called him after this happened. But I'm at my desk. I'm wide awake. I'm, I'm literally, I've got papers strewn everywhere, these papers. i got Bibles and dictionaries and concordances because I'm really old school. And I cross-reference scriptures, not through the computer, but till my eyes bleed in these big manuals. <laughs> because I am. I'm just old school. That's just the way I do it. I'll flip through stuff on my smartphone every now and then, but most of it's just right with books. I'm done. I'm finished with the sermon, I think. Everybody's asleep. A hand reaches over my shoulder, and it was a disembodied arm and hand. Over this shoulder. I'm like this, and the hand is holding a bullet. It's not like a bullet, any bullet I've ever seen before. The bullet was really tall. 
but it was not it, the, 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 the actual bu bullet, not the casing, the actual bullet was conical shaped and had a spire tip point for all of you hunters out there or former military, and, but it did not have a round case. It had a four-sided case. So it was a round bullet seated in a four-sided case, and there's an arm reaching over my shoulder to hand it to me. Now, you can call me crazy. We've already established that. And I, God said, take it. It was a huge round. It looked like a 50 cal. But God said, this is a 48 caliber bullet. I went, I immediately started on, ar arguing God. God, there's no such thing as a, really a 48 caliber. Maybe I'm starting to go into firearms manuals, you know, right there. And I'm going, you know, maybe there's some wildcat cartridges. And I, I'm, I'm talking guns with God. That's not what he was trying to tell me, but it was man's knowledge versus God's knowledge. And, and so it was almost like you could almost hear him say, just take the bullet, Paul, just, you know. And I said, what is this, Lord? And I'm going to tell you why I'm saying this, because I'm going to ask for spotters and shooters to come up here in a moment. You always have a team on Overwatch. You've got somebody looking through binoculars or through a spotting scope, and they are watching and they're, they're, they're covering the field of view. The sniper's getting ready to send a round down range. Are you still with me? I'm almost done. I don't want to lose you here because I'm about to give you a spiritual truth. And I'm looking at this, and I hear God say, it is a 48 caliber, four-square New Jerusalem bullet. I wrote it down. I said, this makes no sense. I start flipping through these manuals and through these... I started looking up Foursquare. Here's what I found out before I made a phone call to my friend that was here last night, really, really late. I found this, that the Bible said that the altars were built Foursquare. The priest's girdle and breastplate was built Foursquare. Oh, hallelujah. The, the temple and his furniture was built Foursquare, and that New Jerusalem is a city that was built Foursquare. Are you, are you following me so far? I call up my friend Jimmy Tate. I said, dude. Man, I just saw a vision of God with his arm and a hand, and he handed me a bullet. He said it was a four-square, 48-caliber New Jerusalem bullet because it was 412s. I said, what does that mean? He said, Paul, remember the four-square denomination that came up at the same time as the Assemblies of God? And understand, everyone from the United Pentecostals to the Pentecostal Holiness Movement, all of us who, who trace back to Azusa Street, we all claim Azusa Street. You know what's hilarious? If you look at their Bible college books, uh, everybody claims that they're the one that came out of it, right? And everybody else is their imposters. Can I just say to you that there were some things that grew out of that original root, and we didn't all, we didn't all agree on, on points of doctrine, but... Because we're all about ourselves and not about the army of God coming together. He said, that's the foundational truth of Jesus uh, as Savior, Baptizer, Healer, and Coming King and Bridegroom. And I'm go and, and he says, and why are you calling me this time of night? I'm just trying to figure out what God's saying. So I asked for I had a phone a friend. Here's what God's told me. If you can get some music cued and ready, we're going to give an altar call. And guys, I'm going to give you this to you. 
said, Paul, I'm handing you this round of ammo crafted by me. It's like hasn't been seen on the earth since the days of John the Baptist and the Church of Acts. It is a bullet of scent truth to go through entrenched enemy positions and fortresses. I will personally hand my shooters this bullet as truth from God. He said it will be effective. He said, I'm giving them revelation truth that breaks through what man has erected. In other words, for those of you who have been called to be a bold witness, for those of you who have been called to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, sing the gospel, witness out on the street, witness in your home and your family, God is going to put a word of truth in your mouth that is so undeniable and so power, a bunker-busting bullet to break through hard, entrenched positions. Some of you are already there in the spirit right now. Have you ever seen what happens when a man or woman or even a child who's heard from God and that truth has blown up inside of them and it's real? They know it's real. They received a word from God that turned into a sermon, it turned into a witness, it turned into a teaching, uh, it turned into a ministry. Not because they were replicating someone else, but God himself spoke to them and said, Here, son, load this. First time I ever preached this, I preached this in a military church that was full of veterans. And there was a guy in the back who had survived uh, Vietnam. He had hair down to here. He looked like a straight-up hippie. I guess he went back to it. So he's from my generation. He said, rail gun. I went, what? He said, yeah. Not everybody knew about it, but there was bullets like that. Breakthrough fortress positions. Pierce through walls. Take out the enemy behind the wall. He said, yeah, I've seen some of them experimental guns. <laughs> And I'm going, God, I'm not crazy. And God said, yes, you are. But you have the mind of Christ. See, you've heard the word of the Lord, sir. I don't know if anybody else could have done what you've done here. This church is well known to me. I used to come here a lot. I know the battles that you face. There was a time I drove in to preach at this church and literally two bat-like creatures flew down off the top of that casino, dive-bombed me, followed me all the way here, and I literally stood in this church. There's just a handful of us here and resisted that thing. But it felt like it had a right to come in. But God is doing a work. He's redeeming the land. So I'm about to make an altar call, and basically I'm recruiting for the kingdom. God is sending truth. Sir, you're going to preach. 
like others haven't preached here. The messages God gives you will be straight up revelation handed by God to you designed for the time and the season. Holy Spirit, come on here. couple of you guys come up here and move this. Don't let, let your pastor have to do it. Everybody pray. Stand with me if you're able to stand. The spotters are the watchmen on the walls. Spotters are the watchmen in the towers. If you were here last night, you saw a revival team move seamlessly back and forth. You know what was happening? Not only here, but even from visitors, even from church members were coming up and giving us, you know what, I just heard God say this. And we were putting the streams of intel together, and it all coalesced right here, and pastor was able to make a declaration and claim this land. Do you see how God's kingdom works? It's not about one man. It's not about one woman. It's about a team. And if you've been wondering who you are, and where you belong in this. Oh, my God. He is putting together mighty, powerful revival teams. I can, I, I can call in Mississippi and have a revival team assembled of people who move in all these different gifts. Some of them are healers. Some of them are demolition experts. Okay? Some of them are straight-up snipers. They are stone-cold killers and demons. I could, I could call them, and this wheels up in 60. And they're getting in vehicles and driving from all over. I've got two teams in Louisiana. I've got a team in South Texas. Are you understanding? It's not my team. They belong to God. God just said, and you know what's really great? If our medic goes down, we've cross-trained everybody. Cross-trained. Everybody. We've cross-trained everybody. Somebody goes down, somebody steps up. Somebody gets busy doing something over here, somebody takes their place. Are you hearing me? Can you imagine a church full of people all armed and dangerous to darkness, all trained for rescue ops, all trained for extractions, all trained to go in and conquer and take the land? The devil wants you to be divided. He wants you to feel like you're isolated. It's divide and conquer. He wants you to be isolated from others so he can destroy you. So you get to feel in some kind of way about your family member. You get to feel in some kind of way about your spiritual leaders. Uh, and you begin to draw back and you draw back into the darkness and the devil takes you out. So God is calling this body of believers. So I'm recruiting. <laughs> I'm going to lay hands on you, and I'm going to pray spiritual gifts on you. Out of the nine gifts of the Spirit, six are revelatory. Out of the sevenfold anointing of Christ mentioned in Isaiah chapter 11, spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of the knowledge of the Lord, spirit of wise counsel, four out of those seven are revelatory. God doesn't want you to be clueless. God wants you to be clued in. 
So if you ushers would help me, and I'm going to need some guys to run with me, and I'm going to do this quick. But I don't want... Nobody talking. Nobody playing with an electronic device. You're either in or you're out. If you're in, come and line up across this front, single file. When you come, begin to pray in the Spirit and begin to worship. If there is aught in your heart toward anybody, if there's any sin, I want you to forgive that person. God needs you back on the field. He needs you. I'm going to need two guys to run with me. I'll pray for you last. Two strong guys. It's going to happen fast. Pastor, you're on the anointing oil. When you come and stand here, you're standing before a holy general, and I'm not talking about me. It's the Holy Spirit. This is a serious thing. This is a serious thing. Close your eyes, just begin to worship and pray. Here I am, Lord. Send me. I can't do this without you, Lord. See, worship, 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 worship. I'm just going to need a little bit of breath. When I come to you, God is either telling you to be a spotter or a sniper. <laughs> Say yes. I'm going to pray for him first because he's going to help us. So I see the Lord. Ooh. You're going to command a unit. Take your glasses off, kid. Lay them right there. See into heavenly realms. 
right here again. Oh, Jesus. Spirit of God so strong up here. See into heavenly realms. There it is. Come here, sis. I anoint your eyes to see. I anoint your ears to hear and your heart to understand. So here's what happens. We get to warring. The people get weary in the trenches. You started out praying, and then you stopped. You took a step forward, and then you took a step back. I declare over you that you're not a victim anymore. You're not a victim anymore. You're not a victim anymore. I declare you are victorious in Jesus' name. And I break the yoke of the devil that's tried to attach itself to you. 
Woman of God, be loosed now. Show. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Right here, right here. Watchman. Watchman. Pray, 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 pray. This is about your obedience. It's not about goosebumps. It's about obedience. In Jesus' name, sis, I anoint you. I declare your eyes are being opened right now to what's around you. Let the streams of heaven flow into her now. Oh. Oh. Look at me. God's putting a word of truth in your mouth. Raise your hands. God says, bless your family. Bless your household, sir. And be obedient to say what God has told you to say. In Jesus' name. See it God's way. See it God's way. Come on, press in and pray. All right, the Lord is about to begin to use you with prophetic unction. And I just want you to receive this right now. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto you. <laughs> I release the spirit of prophecy. Prophesy. And boldness. God is about to use you and your husband in ways. Look at me, kiddo. While you're up on that platform, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And you're going to begin to prophesy. Come on, everybody praying. This isn't a spectator sport. It's needed and it will be an example. But you're not going to have to take any thought about it. What's going to happen is you're going to be worshiping and your worship is going to shift. I anoint your eyes. I anoint your ears. I anoint your lips. Raise your hands. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. You're going to begin to sing, and the words are going to change. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Huh. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Uh, holy is the Lord our God. Greater revelation. Greater understanding. And healing virtue to flow from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I release life, 
pray, pray, pray. Danny, come here, man. <laughs> Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Raise your hands, Watchman. So God is giving you extreme, long-range vision. There's an increase now. Here's your bullet. Here's your bullet. Will you speak what God tells you to speak? And only what God tells you to speak. Uh, authority. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. There's going to have to be some training that follows this.
Everybody's turning into a spectator instead of a prayer warrior. What's up with that? Come on. I need oil. Sorry, I'm barking out orders. Let's keep praying, guys. Come on. Jesus. Again, this is about your commissioning. I want you to understand this. I've been called to find them. The ones who are coming out of darkness, like this man over here, who were walking out of their past, because you can even be, be in church and grow up in church and not know your identity and understand that there is an army that is rising and it is a pure army and it is your generation and they will see and do things that my generation could never see and do but you must walk away. you can't be a double agent no more this is a warning and it's a blessing if you hear this word from the Lord, God will literally pull you up out of obscurity. He will breathe into you. And you will be a deliverer for your friends who are dying around you. What will you do? I anoint your eyes to see. I anoint your ears to hear. <sighs> I know. I have to do what God's telling me to do. I know I'm just like busting up.
anoint your eyes to see. I anoint your ears to hear. And Satan, I remove your yoke from off of her shoulders. Woman, be loosed. Break! You have heard the word of the Lord. You have said yes. Raise your hands. Because of your sensitivity to God, Set it in order, Lord. Uh, uh, finish it.
when a church comes together like this, raise your hand, son. So the Lord is purifying your gaze. I hear the Lord say. I release a fire to burn through him. And God, I see a little bit of me. So I know that there's a wrestling match that's coming. Don't run away from that fight, son, because that's the fight where you get killed and get resurrected by God. That's the fight where your carnal man dies. So I want you to walk right up to God in your spirit right now. Capture his heart. Capture his imagination. God, make him a part of what you're doing. God, thank you for survivors. Because, Father, I'm declaring right now that she's going to go from survive to thrive again. That it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. <laughs> Raise your hands. Father, the authority and the power of the word that you put in her. I declare there's a new word coming to your lips in Jesus' name. A new authority, Father God, to do the works of the Lord. I declare a return to dreams and visions. I declare that she's going to journal what you're showing her. And that those dreams and visions, Lord, will be direction for her for the new thing that you've called her to do. In Jesus' name, remove every stumbling block. Remove every hindrance. And I come Command the discouragement to go. I bind you, spirit of heaviness. I need you to pray with me right now. And I release the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Break! Break! Break off of her. This is the daughter of the Lord. I cancel your assignment against her. And I remove your talon from her now. Out! I tried to sap her strength. Tried to discourage her, but you're a liar. And I release truth into you right now. That God says, And this is not some say-so prophet walking up and down the line. I want you to hear the word of the Lord, kiddo. You've known me for years. Hallelujah. So when I say this, the anointing that God has given me for prophetic preaching, I release to you now. You've got a fresh wind in your sails. Come on, y'all. You got to understand, some of our greatest warriors have been sidelined. Did you hear me? Some of our greatest warriors, the devil's tried to take out. 
God is doing some resurrecting. Will y'all just pray in the Holy Spirit right now? I'm just trying to follow God. guys let's continue to pray this morning if you haven't been prayed for i need you to come up here in the middle and stand that way we know where everybody is amen hallelujah jesus i'm gonna go ahead and stand up here in the middle if that's you if you're here and you didn't get prayed for and you want to be so hallelujah hallelujah if you're here and you want to be prayed for you need to move to the front right now because after this we're going to move on so all right hallelujah Father, we worship you. Jesus. Come on, let's keep praying, guys.
Keep praying, guys. Come on, we're almost done. No reason to get tired yet. There's still some victories being won. Come on. So what are we doing? What are we doing? We're recruiting. What are we doing? We're calling the army together to fall into a place together where Pastor, this is the word that God is giving me right now for y'all. Where, where are you? What I see is Nehemiah. I see that God, and I don't know if that's if that has anything to do with you or this church, but I'm going to tell you what I see. I see that God sent you as a Nehemiah, but he's transitioning you to Ezra. But as a Nehemiah, he's had to come and rebuild the walls so the temple could be rebuilt. So God sent this couple. But you need to understand your part. Nehemiah's day. It was an armed camp. So they had a tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. And if there was a breach in the wall or if there were enemies that were coming up to one part of the wall while they were building, the shofar would blow, the trumpet would blow, and everyone was so sensitive to everyone else because they were one. A lot of people talk about family and they use it to get people in church but it's really just about manipulation and control. But when you find a real family like this church, I see real family forming here. You better fight for your family. <sighs> no, I didn't push him down. Will you, will you be so compassionate and caring about others, will you stop holding back your own heart? Will you begin trusting God and coming together as one? 
and be made whole. Will you be made whole? Will you be made whole? Look. When I lost Cindy, I laid on the floor and I did not want to get up in a fetal position where I found her beside her body and said, God, take me. Man, I know what sorrow is. I know what grief is. And there comes a time when God says, are you ready to live? Are you ready to live? Okay. So, I know it sounds strange, but you've got to lay it down. So, Father, we lay it down. Everybody praying? Daughter of God, be healed made whole. I want you to pray this out loud. Lord, I let it go. Renew my mind. Restore my soul. Heal my heart. Now. Let it begin. Let it begin.
Deus sabe, meu filho. Come back to your place, children. Come back up here. Are you ready? What about you? Forget it, brother. Isn't God good? supposed to pray for you, Pastor. It's, it's something a little different. <laughs> you better give that up.
got good. You know, if, if you don't remember, it was either the first or second message I actually preached here. I don't remember if it's when I came to fill in for Pastor Woody or the sermon that I preached when I was being voted on. But it was about Nehemiah rebuilding the wall. If I'm not mistaken, the very first one I ever preached, I brought those rocks so that we could all stack them as we went across the Jordan. It was either the first or the second one. I've got to go back and look in my notes. But I always thought that was the most unusual sermon to ever preach. <laughs> to be elected as a pastor. But now we know why. Because that's what God's been doing. Amen. Jesus. good to sit and watch God do things. praying with us though. We don't have too much longer. I just want you to keep praying with us. not? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all let, let the man of God rest. He's going to go sit down and rest. Some of you may not understand that, but I do. I do. There's something about operating with the, with the gifts and the anointing that is flowing through you that it just completely exhausts you. I, I 
I've never been quite to that point, but I know my, my pastor years ago, he would go preach a revival and be five and six hour services and he'd be praying for people and he'd be in a suit and, and I can remember him sitting down one, one night on the pew after he was done and me and Bill helped him up and it was a complete water spot where he was sitting. We looked at his suit and it had been dripping from the bottom of his suit in an air-conditioned building and we put him in the car and he passed out. We drove him home. <laughs> so, hallelujah. Was this good? Come on, guys. Listen, God is amazing. God is amazing. I'm telling you, God is amazing. So listen, so you don't have to leave. You can stay and pray if you want. But we want to bless the man of God. And so we've got the offering plates up here. Everything that goes into these plates, we are giving to him. Amen. You can make it out to New Life. You can go on the website and, and you can just do the scroll down and put special guest. Or you can put it in the memo, just put Paul, but the, the special guest is easier for us, so we don't have to go fix it in the back end. But uh, just let's, let's bless the man of God, amen? Let's bless the man of God today. And I'm going to pray, and then I want you to go ahead and, and come and bring that up here, and uh, then we're going to dismiss, amen? So, Father, I am so thankful for what you have done. Lord, let these words that were spoken to us through the, the preaching of the word and through the time of ministry at the altar, let it stay deep in our hearts, God, that, that it would not be stolen when we walk out of these doors. But let it not just sit there, God. Let it begin to grow and, and to fulfill the purpose that you have for it, God. That you have for it. That we wouldn't just hoard up the word, but we would be doers of the word you have spoken. God, and I just pray a special blessing upon my brother, Lord, that he would continue to be strong and, and sharp in his mind as he hears you speaking to him. And he would be quick to act when he hears you speak, as he already is. Continue to open doors, Father, that people would link with him with the works that he has that he is doing for you. And that every need that he has will be supplied and then that he would be able to live in a life of blessing, even as he continues to bless you and to do your work. Lord, I just bless your people also, God, that we would be safe as we travel today. Give us opportunities to share the goodness and the love of Jesus with others. But let us begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, Lord, as you have planned for us to do. That we would be able to share that love through a demonstration of the power of the Spirit as well. Bring us back here Wednesday, God, that we may worship you and hear your word and to learn again. And I just give you glory and honor for what you've done in the mighty name of Jesus. If you agree with that today, I want you to shout amen with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord one more round of applause if you can. Hallelujah. Will you go ahead and bring your offerings up here? And, and then we're going to, don't forget your children there somewhere. Unless they've already gone, it doesn't matter. <laughs>